What is going on, friends? I have another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast here for you as we wind out a long weekend. Okay, fresh shows return on, let's see, that would be, well, it'd be Tuesday for sure. Tuesday, the uh, 6th of September, back at it. Okay, here we go. So one of the things I've noticed about these best of shows is uh, how different the microphone sounds. In a lot of these old segments, I was using the, uh, an older, uh, not as, well, it's not as great of a microphone as what I was able to get now. This is a better mic. It's processed more appropriately. The one that I had when these bits were made, or most of them, was uh, kind of like the one that uh, came with the podcasting kit, you know, a podcasting 101 microphone. It was a real bad mic, not that great at all. And the room was echoey, you know. Oh, yeah, here you go. Uh, it's time for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, sounding great. Uh, so I noticed that. I don't know. Just something that stood out to me. I was like, God, it sound, the room sounded a whole hell of a lot different. All right. Uh, and, of course, this show happens each and every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. If you ever want to reach out to me, please send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Follow on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show. YouTube, Eric Zane Show. Uh, T-shirts at ericzaneshow.com. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Very, very important. Check me out on Twitch. That's where you can get the full show live as it happens each weekday morning. And then, of course, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, getting after it. Not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Well, I'm not well, but I'm well. <laughs> You're alive. I'm alive. <clears throat> and I got my arm. You know what's crazy is uh, when, when something like this happens to a person, like in your case, I mean, normally when you pick up your phone, you can hear a real brightness in your voice. You know, hello, everybody. You're like that. But I don't after- have it today? No. No, it's not there. You're see- well, it's because you're in you're you're in you're in some discomfort. So yes, I am. you know, I th- I think that's acceptable. It's okay for you to not be bright all the time. I mean, you had something very very traumatic happen to you. Yeah, but it's really not so much of that. It's not the restrictions that comes in that I can do this and I can't do that. I can't do that. That that starts irritating me. You know. Yeah. You're a little down. Yeah. That's what it not is. A yeah, you're you're a lot down, but, but I, um, thank God for uh, my wife that she gives me the laugh once in a while. Hey, good day. Hey, good days are coming. This is only oh, temporary. I'm sure of that. This is only temporary. Before you know it, you're going to be back on that saw. Yeah, no saw's gone. <laughs> no I know, I know. I'm just being stupid. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, she says I got a different saw. That saw can't even cut mustard. Uh, Megan, Megan says Megan is a sweet listener. He says that you can still do the shocker. I'm I'm not sure what the shocker is. Do you know what that is? No. What is a shocker? I, Joanne? I, I, Joanne, do you know what the shocker is? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. It's weird. Who said that? 
That was uh, Megan. She, I think it's some type of maneuver you can do with your hand. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Well, what I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, Dad, you know, I since this happened, I never really asked you, how did it all go down? What do you remember? Well, I had a piece of board on my table saw cutting a precision cut. Uh-huh. Uh, it has a gizmo that I can press it with. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was I like a, a piece, yeah. And I had a piece of board that I can put on top of it so it doesn't back up on me. Yeah. And everything is going, but it became hard. And I really don't remember why my hand went low enough, and at the same time that wood kicked back, ah. exposed the blade that is cutting. Yes. And then my hand being low enough, where there was a natural reaction that I went down to hold it down, oh. or what, I don't know. Uh-huh. I can't remember that. Okay, so it is. But I knew that I got hit. All right. And, and immediately I was able to shut that whole thing down. And when oh. I looked at the fingers, I saw what's going on. Oh. I shot all the lights and all that. I was coherent enough to do all everything in the garage. I secured shut the door and my hands are squeezing it oh, uh, poor thing. Out. you poor poor thing dad well, uh, so all right that was uh so that was it you know and it uh that 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 uh was so this was saw kickback had something to do with it yes it was okay and it was a very precision card very close to the board that yeah. holds everything intact all right so then off you so, go. We start this process. Doctors had to, So now you, is, it your, is it your left hand or your right hand? I'm a right-handed. It, oh, this is a left hand it, that got injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fortunate. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, Jesus. I can, I can pick my nose with the other hand. Yeah, I know. it. <laughs> so now you're going to be... So if I go to shake your hand, are you going to... Wait, it's your left hand. So, but if you were to ever grab my hand, it would you'd feel like somebody when you, you have you ever shake somebody's hand and they were missing a finger? It always no. it's a little bit disconcerting. But anyway, oh, uh, this uh, I don't know what's going to be like. It's all bandaged up. I can't see what's going on. Well, so today, tomorrow is the day that he, hopefully she's yeah. removing all this, so I can have a take a good look at it. When uh, they took they yeah. took off. So now instead of a high five, you can give like a, 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 a high three. Yeah, a high <laughs> a high four and two thirds. Yeah, right. They took my ring ring cut part of the ring finger off. Oh man. Well, um, everybody's pulling for you. You know, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, you're gonna come back and you're gonna be as good as new. Hey, I'm I'm not uptight with that. Yeah, I really am not. It, it is what happened. Yeah, it is what it is, and uh, I gotta learn to operate with whatever i got so um you know a lot of times people um uh if they're they go through a period because that was how you would spend a lot of your time and that was part of your um your own little personal culture was was doing fun things like that so i think now we need to put our heads together and to keep your mind busy we got to come up with some fun things that you can do that are fun but not like um but they they can't put you in any danger you know well, I know one thing I can do, but I cannot afford it. Yeah? I want to go to a casino all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
hear that, they yep. disown me. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, if you, I don't think you're not. I don't think you're supposed to do that. But if you if you do decide to break the rules, I would love to take you. No, I won't be doing that. Honey. Okay, good. Um, well, you know, maybe like uh, play Scrabble. I don't know. Read. No, reading's out. I know you're not. You're not that's, too much. That's not my first day, but I, I'll have to do something. All I right. can play some games on a computer. <clears throat> but then again, how much of that can you do? I don't know, man. I know people that play way too much, like your grandson, Jim. Maybe you could get good at some of those games. Oh, boy. No, no, thank you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I, I discovered the day after I got home, I all of a sudden couldn't swallow anything. I said, what the hell? And it's painful. No, it was when I was in the hospital. I said, what the hell is going on with my throat? You know, wow. I called. Uh, no, no, I didn't even know that that was uh, part of they your... Keep a, they keep an open tube airway. airway, so in case they have to pour things in there. Oh, boy. So that was... Uh, it then was... they pull it out when you leave, you know? Yeah, it, it kind of irritates it, so that's why it was... Oh, so it's you... still sore. You mean you had it in there, you didn't even know it? No, I didn't know I had it in there. So when they operated on you, do they put you under? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The guy says, count... Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, all right. Um, anyway, hey, this is no longer going to be a conversation piece. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. All right, we're, we're going to flush it right now. It's, That's right. It's flushed. Down um, the tube. Unless of, unless, of course, there's a question that has to do with it, but I don't think there oh, is. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let, um, <laughs> Mark, right. You got some messages for me. Yeah. Mark writes this, uh, meathead. My wife and I recently bought a cottage up North. It's super exciting, but a lot of work at the same time. Do you have any advice in regards to closing it up before we leave after the weekend repairs, tips, tricks, or any other advice that would make our cottage even more enjoyable? Thanks. Meathead sign Mark. Mark. You just talked about something that is very dear to me. I had the same situation when we bought a piece of property. Now, here's the advice that I give you. Uh -huh. First of all, don't go gung-ho and crazy and do all kinds of changes right away. Take one item at a time that you want to change or repair. Uh -huh. Depends on the time that you have to spend over there. Now, if this cottage is a cottage that has bedrooms and so forth, that's ideal idea to work on. Take your time. Plan on the things that you're going to do. Ask questions from someone else that has a cottage, has done some things. Don't be ashamed that you don't know what you're doing. Information is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, don't it is. Spend money gung ho on doing repairs because something you do in a hurry, it may not suit you when you're done and look at it. Oh, oh my God, should not have done this. And I'm really happy for you for doing that because that is dear to me because I was in the same scenario. All right. Uh, Dad, so, uh, Dad, I got the big takeaway here on that one is quote, information is a wonderful thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Very so, good. I wish you well on that, and please take your time, and don't 
ignore your family because you want to be there all the time to do that. Take them with you. Let them help you. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think that's the plan. Okay. All right. Justin writes this, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. I'm, I'm in my late forties. I've got kids, and I work many hours a week. I still find time to work out in the gym when I can, and I really work hard at my physical fitness. Well, despite that, the other day I was changing my shirt and my wife sees me without my shirt on and she said out loud in front of the kids, oh, look at his little dad bod. Wait a minute, look at his little what? Uh, it's described as a dad bod. That's when you kind of like... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's when you kind of get a little, uh, a little soft, you know? Yeah, okay. He writes, I was crushed. Me dead. How do I recover from this fatal blow to my self-esteem? And also... Wait a minute. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and then he says, how do I get proper revenge? Well, uh, that's not a good thing to say. Proper revenge, yeah. did he say? Yeah, he did. I don't know what he means by that. That seems stupid. But Yeah, uh, that, that really doesn't make sense. Anyway, no. he's crushed. He's crushed because his wife pointed out that he's got a dad bod. Had you heard of the term dad bod before? No, I never. I just saw going to question what yeah. that is. A dad bod is like, uh, like he he said he was used to be really in shape, and then you know he might he might have like a uh, a spare tire or like uh, kind of like a beer belly. Oh, so he's, uh, exercises and all that working out doesn't help him get yeah. rid of that. Right? He still works out, but he looks like garbage. Well. Yeah, that's what he, and then his wife said, oh, look, you got a dad bod, and he felt bad about that. Well, actually, she was having fun with you, first of all. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm hoping that he hears this thing. Yeah, I, I am too. I think he has man boobs too. Well, that's all right. It's just part of his makeup right now. <laughs> he just has to work harder to get rid of that. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Uh, ignore that comment, and she, she meant that in a good way, really, like fun way. Hey, uh, look I, at him, hey, little chubby guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 she, uh, I, I, I think she still, she still loves him. Well, I'm sure, my God, yes. There's love involved in here, you've got a family and all that, none of that is changing. You're, if you're working hard enough and you're not getting results, that's another issue that you have to correct. But you have to keep on working at it. Number one, your diet's got to be controlled. That food is a number one killer of bodies to sure. become fat. Sure. Mm -hmm. So work on that as much as you work on working out physically. Do you remember the time when uh, I went to see you for like Christmas or something and I walked in and you go, Eric, you are fat. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. I, I can walk. I go, hey, Dad. I'm like, Eric, you are getting fat. And I'm like, oh gosh. But did it wake you up? Yeah, it sure did. I mean, if anybody can say it, you can. I don't have a problem with you saying it. <laughs> yeah, right. If any stranger said you need to be hurt. Yeah, I would always, I would always want you to tell me what's on your mind. But there's a reason because you are fat, for instance. All those people <laughs> wouldn't say that. Of course. So. Tell him, tell him, I'd like him to hear this, really. Take that comment right there and make that as your model yeah. that you're not going to be that and you're not going to remain that. Yeah. So cut, cut, cut out on your food, cut down on your food, work out, 
of getting you fat. Okay, let me write that down. Food is the number one instrument of, uh, getting, instrument of getting you fat. Of getting you fat. So get rid of that instrument. <laughs> food, even Joanne's laughing. Food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. All right. So, so get that instrument and throw it out away, which means cut down on the food. And yeah. do exercise. Working out is a great thing in, in life. Right. However, you can't work out like hell and sit at the table and eat like hell. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I that comment uh, right there, I think, brought some new life into you, Dad. It sounds like you're coming back, and this conversation is helping you get your mind yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's exciting that yeah. I can help somebody. Yeah, this is great. This is really great. Food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. I'm going to add that to the list of uh, great things you've said over the uh, over the time that we've been together. Uh, yes, okay. Now, Dad. <laughs> I'm glad I could help somebody. Nobody else has anything yeah. about it. Today we've got information is a wonderful thing and food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. That's right. Um, Dad, now I have pictures. I've seen pictures of you when you were still, uh, when you were younger and you were like, had all these muscles. Bodybuilding. Yeah, you were bodybuilding. What were the uh, uh, exercises that you did? Did you like bench press and squat? I mean, what did you do? When I was in school, we had one little, that place was cheaper as all hell. We had no place to work and all that. Yeah. But we had one little room that had a big closet. We had equipment in there. Our equipment was made out of uh, dumbbells and barbells and uh, something that we uh, laid on and do push-ups and all that. Yeah. That's you, all we had. You had to, like, improvise. We had to improvise. There's only two of us that worked out there. We had a big and bottle of steel from a school to get us to do that. And after the classes were over, like 4 o'clock in the evening, the school closes, we are me and a guy named Hossein, which he built his body super duper, and he's the guy that led me into doing that. We worked out for one and a half hours, pushing weights uh, and all of that jazz. Wow. Now, what is the question on that? Yeah, I was just asking, like, because I, I I know that it wasn't like a high a high tech setup. I was curious as to no, the... it was nothing but uh, a couple of sets of dumbbells, a barbell that we could add at least about wow. a maximum of one hundred fifty to two hundred pounds. You, in it. you were in great shape, man. Jeez. And, uh, hey, I I got in, I participated in we uh, uh, tournaments, uh, bodybuilders, yeah. you know, and all, and then of course. I never uh, got anywhere, but I did have some good things going yeah, on. Yeah, I got to get those pictures, and, and can I can I show those to the audience at some point? If, if I got it, yeah, but I, I don't think they're the greatest pictures in the world. All right, know, well, I'll I'll, I'll go. If you want to do that? That's all right. I, I have no problem with that. I'll go through the photo albums when I come see you again. There isn't that many. Maybe one or two pictures. That's on all. That's now. all we need. That's all we need. Okay. Just remember, food is the number one. In fact, one. I got one that you should have. It's in my garage. It's in a frame, picture frame. I saw that and you one. You can take a picture of that. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's you're in your underwear. Yeah, don't put that on there. Yeah, that's, that's uh, underwear. That's, yeah, you were, you were in your forties then. No. No. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I don't have any of those pictures. All right. Well, maybe maybe, it. maybe they'll turn up some sometime. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Um, you're on the road to recovery. When when's the next trip to the big doctor? Tomorrow. Hopefully, this is all the 
I know. This is a finger still above my uh, end of the arm is a bandage. What do they do with the fingertip? Do they just throw it away? I don't know. I think they cooked it. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it is gone. All so right. I have no idea what it looks like because I've not seen yep, it. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I, I, you know, everybody's pulling for you. I broke the news on Monday, and everybody is uh, is, is, is saying prayers for you, Dad, you know. and. Uh, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's uh, this is it, not It'll the, be all right. Yeah, it's not hey, the end of the world. I got another hand. <laughs> yep, yep. Dad, I was just looking at some of the comments because the audience can interact with me as I'm talking to you, you know. And uh, uh-huh. uh, Kent just pointed out that you sound 100% happier after uh, after talking f- <clears throat> for a little while. So I think that there's a little therapy in that. So well, thanks. He's yeah. listening to this, eh? Yeah, yeah. This is, you know how we do it live now? Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, they, they can interact with you as you speak. So that's... that's His that's, name is Ken? Uh, Kent. Kenneth? Uh, yeah. Kenneth, I thank you so much for your comments. That's wonderful. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a big supporter of yours, as we all are. I appreciate that. God bless you. Okay, guys. Well, I love you so much, okay? All right. Hey, hug the family members, and uh, hopefully we'll see you, I don't know, after or before the holidays. I so know. It's been, whenever. it's been nutty with the schedule, but at the same time. I know. That's all right. Hey, know, you, you know got to make a living, my friend. All right. Well, uh, as always, I, th- I thank you guys, and uh, and, I- and I'll talk to you down the road, okay? All right. Hug the family for Joanna and I. Okay, Dad. I love you. I love you too, honey. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. As you know, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rolling along. Bennett Flooring Installation. Love them. You want the flooring installed right for the cheapest price possible? And if you are in West Michigan please reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation. I suggest doing as much of the work as possible, ripping out the old stuff if you can, and then uh, the folks from Bennett Flooring Installation will take care of installing the flooring professionally and perfectly. They've done my basement. They've done a spare bedroom. Well, actually, all my bedrooms are spare bedrooms now, except for the NFKs. So I guess now they did the NFKs room and then a spare bedroom that we have. I trust them. Have them come to your house, measure, and then uh, they'll send you an estimate as to how much it'll cost to get the flooring installed. Okay, that is Bennett Flooring Installation online at BennettFlooringInstallation.com, 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to install, I want you to purchase, and you'll thank me. Well, you'll thank me if you engage all these sponsors, frankly. Uh, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. They are in Granville, Michigan, right on Chicago Drive, uh, right behind the Little Caesars. Okay, there's actually two locations for Johnson's, the, the main store, and then the discount outlet. Now, they buy a ton of flooring from the, uh, from the manufacturers and deliver it to the discount outlet. You walk in, you got your show up in your pickup truck, leave with your flooring. So incredibly priced. You're going to be like, what? Are you kidding me? You cannot go wrong if you buy it from the discount outlet. Add my name into the mix. Say my name. Say my name. And uh, you'll save 10% on top of the already low prices at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Uh, If you're looking for a great time, great food, great drinks, watching the big game, Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there. Try those burgers. Oh, my God. 
Oh, you get a well drink, you're going to get a real strong, healthy pour on those bad boys. Ice cold beer, great burgers, great food, great atmosphere. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rolls on now. Let's talk OJ Simpson and Twitter. Oh, man. The news broke this weekend that the juice uh, signed up for Twitter and he did a video announcement saying, Hey, Twitter world, it's me. It's yours truly. And I'm here on Twitter. And it's time for some payback or some shit like that. Oh, man. Um, Here's the thing about OJ. When OJ signs up for Twitter, I don't think OJ realizes that when you post something that the real fun starts with all of the replies. It's almost like looking at the comments on a, on a news article or something like that. But except it's OJ Simpson. So, you know, he killed two people and uh, denied doing it. And the whole world thinks he did it. So that's how it's going to be. Now, the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to play you his. uh, Oh, hey, Twitter world. It's yours truly. Here's the messages. He's done two since he uh, got onto Twitter at the start of the weekend. Here's message one from The Juice. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. Oh, no. So God bless. Take care. Hey, that's one of the, th- the, the most common reasons response was oh god oj's got some getting even to do we remember remember the last time he got he had to get some uh getting even done the fact that he starts it with hey twitter world it's yours truly and uh coming soon like it's a movie preview hey twitter world this is yours truly now coming soon to twitter you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything now the- <laughs> who, who gives a shit what oj says all we want to do is hear him say that he uh, hear him admit to killing those two people now there's a lot of fake oj accounts out there so this one at the real oj 32 is the only official right. one this is the second clip then uh, later on in the day he you know a lot a lot of people followed the juice. I was not one of them, but a lot of people did follow the juice. He's got like, uh, as of right now, like 600,000 people follow, following him just like that. And, you know, he's uh, every one of these videos, these two videos, he's like standing in front of this huge mansion and then at this beautiful backyard. I mean, this guy's he's living life. Hey, Twitter world. You know, for years, people have been able to say whatever they want to say about Yeah, now he's really getting emboldened. He's got one under his belt. So now, hey, Twitter world, guess here I come. Hey, Twitter world. You know, for years, people have been able to say whatever they want to say about me with no accountability. But now I get to challenge a lot of that BS and set the record straight. More importantly, I'll be able to talk about everything, especially sports, fantasy, football, oh, yeah. and even politics. But for now, let yeah. me just say to my fellow fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Oh, good. And God bless. Oh, good. O.J. Simpson said happy Father's Day. One of the comments said, you know, Nicole and Ron had dads. Oh, God. The, the uh, 
Okay, I was able to uh, uh, pick and choose some of the best comments on these O.J. Simpson on the O.J. Simpson videos that he posted. As I said, anybody can comment on them, and uh, man, they are uh, devastating to say the least. Uh, at Grandy, G-R-A-N-D-A-Y-Y, says, "My wife took. Hey, O.J., my wife took the kids. What should I do?" Philip says, hey, OJ, big fan. I'm in need of a pair of gloves. What's your f- favorite place to purchase them from? So this is how it's going to be. Uh, Adam writes, okay, me leaving Twitter when I hear OJ say he's got some getting even to do. And he does a, a gif of the white Bronco. This one was my all-time favorite. Devin, uh, he posted a picture of, uh, he actually has a picture of, his mother getting a photograph with OJ from back in the day. And he posted it to one of the replies on Simpson's Twitter account. He says, OJ, that's you and my mom in May of 94. Thanks for not, uh, you know. And then he's got an emoji of a knife and a skull. Oh! <laughs> KM replies, I met at the real OJ 32 about two months ago, a dream come true. He was kind, gracious, funny, and sweet enough to take a pic with me. We talked for a few. I told him he's still my childhood hashtag hero. So this is like a big fan. And the next guy wrote, yeah, I'm sure Charles Manson had a good sense of humor too. Fuck. (laughs) Then. Okay. Uh, Bubba writes, remember when you did those murders? LOL. So if you're Simpson, you see all this shit, man. Uh, Dolan writes, could I get your opinion on how you got away with murdering your wife? How does Simpson keep this going? Seriously. Uh, Chaps writes, how'd you get the nickname OJ? Max responds with, Oh, murder, J murder. This is uh, fueling the OJ Chris Jenner rumor uh, about those two having an affair. How many times did you smash? How many times did you smash Chris Jenner? <laughs> Hold on. How many times did you smash? Did you smash Chris Jenner <laughs> when Bruce was gone? And then the next guy writes, or how many times did you smash Bruce when Chris was gone? (laughs) Shit. Oh, God, I love this. Nancy Sinatra. The Nancy Sinatra. Uh, She's not screwing around. She just wrote Butcher. Oh, Jesus. Excuse me. Jeffrey writes, that dishonors butchers. He is something far worse than we can ever name. Uh, Desi writes, OJ. (laughs) OJ, how mad do I have to make you before you kill me? Uh, Devin writes, I think you have to sleep with Marcus Allen. Jesus. That was the rumor that Nicole had uh, had sex with Marcus Allen. Uh, 
remember one time Freebear, the poor guy, we were at uh we were in New York covering the Super Bowl, and it was pretend this camera is Freebear. And to my side is Marcus Allen. Now, Freebear has no intention of discussing Marcus Allen, nor Woody. But he brought up like his playing career in a way. I don't remember it exactly. Greg would be able to remember this better than I do. He always remembers these things better. If uh, Greg brought up, it was about football. It was just some boring ass question about whatever. No big deal. But the way it sounded, I could see how Alan, because it sounded that way to me, would assume that Greg was referring to talking about him porking Nicole. <laughs> and Alan got uncomfortable as shit and pissed and <laughs> Greg didn't even he didn't even ask about it he wasn't even referring to Nicole uh Simpson or Nicole Brown whatever the hell her name was and Alan was like oh man that was weird as hell and then uh the bit ended and Alan could not get out of there fast enough and I just looked at Greg and uh, he goes I didn't I didn't mean anything I go, well I know you didn't I I know what you were doing but he you it just came out a slight bit of derp in, I think, but uh, I don't know. He remembers it better than I than I do, but man, holy cow. Hey, if you're just tuning into the live stream, you're wondering what's going on on the Sunday deal. Uh, I'm doing it this early because tomorrow morning I'm busy taking the dogs out for a uh, uh, big day of vet stuff. So I don't want to be uh, stressed and pressured to get this done. So we're hammering it out early. Uh, more on these comments on the O.J. Simpson, the stupid video that he shot. Hey, with, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, I, lo I love his voice, by the way. Hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. How'd you like to be his kids? You're like, oh, shit. No. I don't know what Sydney does, but I know that the the boy, the guy, he's like 34, the boy. He's like 34 years old. He's a prominent real, real estate a uh, realtor, almost as prominent as Henry Steffes, uh, in Miami, of all things. Uh, okay. More on the Simpson tweets, the uh, replies from the uh, audience. <laughs> hey, OJ, my dog just took a big shit. Hey, OJ, my dog just took a big shit, and I looked at it and said, oh, wow, OJ just posted another video on Twitter. But then I realized it was still my dog's big shit, and I mistook you for the big shit that my dog took. Anyway, suck my dick. <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. Oh, Jesus, that one was just stupid. Oh, man, I wish I had a Kleenex. The, uh, let's see. A response from Barry McCockiner. This is an absolutely disgusting way to talk to a man who once ran for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. Uh, someone follows up with, this is an absolutely disgusting way to talk to a man who once ran from 2,000 cops in 14 hours. Oh, my God. So, uh... I won't follow him, but I'll be sure to check it out because this is a lot of fun to see all these very, very funny responses to anything that the juice puts out online. It's a not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast show going on. 
Thank you for checking it out. Fresh shows on Tuesday, the 6th. I already forgot. Is it Tuesday the 6th? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, If you have a business and you want me to talk about it, reach out to me and I'll tell you how this works. You are going to be so happy at uh, the reach you're going to get. That's the word everybody uses. The re- What's the reach? What's my return on investment? Don't worry. You're going to get it. Uh, affordably priced, whatever it may be. If you have a, a minimum budget, a small budget, or, a, or something a little bit uh, more extravagant, well, obviously, I'm definitely going to take that one. But I can get anybody into a marketing plan. Reach out, Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. All right. One more week of racing at Berlin Raceway. This is it, man. Uh, coming up on the 10th is, uh, is the finale. And I want you to be there. I am going to be there, and I want you to be there. Someone is going to win a ride in the pace car. Keep an eye on my social media for a chance at winning that prize. BerlinRaceway.com. That's where you need to go, man. And I'm telling you, this is such an amazing time. And you've got one more opportunity before they close up shop for the year. Tickets, 12 bucks for the Chet championship. All right. Super late model, limited late model, uh, the sportsman and the four cylinders kids under 15 free, uh, parking is free. Bring a cooler 12 by 18 or smaller. Your snacks and soft drinks, bring them in. No glass, no booze. Beer is priced affordably. Five bucks a pop for the big boys. You know, you go to the uh, you go to downtown uh, Van Andel Arena. You're going to pay twelve to fifteen bucks for a beer. Come on, it's ridiculous. All right, so September 10th, I will see you there. I will be there. There you go. That's going to be a good time. Thank you to my friends at Blue Frost IT the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, so you have a business and your IT, your uh, computers, everything stinks. It's outdated. It's old. Your employees are pissed off. It's time to upgrade. Don't just go and start buying stuff. You don't know what you're buying. You're going to buy the wrong thing. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT. Take that time. Uh, Alan's going to ask you some questions about your business. And off you go. It's going to be awesome. Blue Frost IT, they will help you get started on all of that. On uh, all of that. You can reach them one of two ways. Either just call 616-200-8550 or email info at bluefrostit.com. Okay. Off and running. Don't forget about Van Dyke Mortgage. My God. Yeah, it's a little bit trickier to get a mortgage these days as the interest rates are going up, but you still got to buy a house for God's sake. And anything's better than paying rent to some scumbag slumlord. NMLS number 3035. You can also get money out of your home to pay off uh, high interest credit cards, or perhaps you're doing some uh, improvements on the home. Van Dyke Mortgage 231 332 6505. Thank you very much. As we roll on with more of not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, I'll have to say they went, it went down pretty much without incident, but, uh, well, this is, this is how it goes on my end. Uh, make no mistake. I am in really no different of a boat 
than any of you when it comes to finance, uh, you know, uh, being jobless and um, getting money here and there, doing this racket has been great. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm like, Jesus, this is getting pretty lean here. We're going to have to uh, really work to keep a smile on our faces here. No big deal, but we'll get through it. But it is kind of burning around in my head. So I'm like keeping my fingers crossed on this uh, potential radio job to help uh, subsidize this podcast. And I've, uh, for the last five and a half months, um, being committed to the podcast with no other source of income other than the podcast has worked out pretty well. I have no complaints really, because uh, this is what I set out to do. And because of the support you've given me directly through the Patreon and to the sponsors, that's really helped. So, uh, but still at the time, at times I've toyed with the idea of like, well, you know, tell what, if this radio job doesn't go down, I might have to consider working a, another job. And that's a bummer because then I can't spend, I was just talking to a friend of mine, uh, a colleague just yesterday about how much the only real way to make headway in the podcasting world on a, on the basis that I am where I'm trying to treat this like a radio station is by doing it every single day for many hours a day. Um, there's constantly projects that need to be done, whether it be just uh, administrative stuff or coming up with things to talk about or uh, going on sales calls. It's uh, tremendously never ending in the, uh, in the busyness, but believe me, I'm not complaining in any way. That's just the way it is. But, uh, so, you know, I, I, I look at the bank statement just like you do and go, oh boy, we're in that, uh, check to check mode. <laughs> Yikes. But all right. Okay. That's what we signed up for. So, uh, yesterday starts and I'm, there is a point to this. Uh, when I go to the vet, First, I drop, uh, uh, what's his name? Benny off at the first vets. Now, he's going to get this shot of uh, uh, really intense medicine that's going to start to kill the heartworms that are actually adult worms that are in his, his, uh, his heart. So this is, uh, after the pre-treatment was done, this is the next step. All right, great. Um. Then I head off to Kalamazoo with Daisy to get a check on her busted leg that was operated on. I sit down with the vet, first of all, and uh, he's one of these guys that uh, when he's talking to a patient or the uh, owner of a patient, he's always looking at that as shoes. And I'm like, come on, man. Chin up. <laughs> talk to me don't don't talk to the floor and he finishes every sentence with him okay like that guy from south park well uh, i was just checking out daisy okay and uh and uh it's it's looking like it's healed pretty pretty well okay okay and uh uh i think that if the uh, treatment continues to go the uh, recuperation okay uh, i i don't see why in two weeks she can't be back to uh, complete uh, full activity okay so um, okay uh, uh just keep doing what you're doing okay and uh uh, uh then uh, slowly okay uh, get her uh, backed up to speed okay don't like start her uh, uh don't take her to the dog park okay on the first Okay, day, but uh, you can slowly work up to that. Okay, just kind of okay, keep an eye on her. Okay, and all the while he's looking at his shoes. I'm like, you fucker, head up and quit saying okay. <laughs> so, uh, 
Then I, he takes an x-ray. Now I'm thinking, I just paid $3,500 for the whole procedure. Surely there will be no charge for follow-up care. Arrgh! Hang on, I need a drink of coffee. I got to turn the mic down too. And uh, he goes, okay, uh, uh, all right, uh, uh, just uh, on, when you're checking out, just give this paperwork to the front desk and you're free to go, okay? And I go, wait a minute, why can't I just walk out? What is this paperwork you speak of? What is this, see the front desk you speak of, okay? I go up there and she goes, okay, that'll be 314. <laughs> what? And I go, well, I'm thinking to myself, I know I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel in my checking account. I'll give her this credit card. She runs a credit card. She goes, it doesn't work. Oh, God. All right, give me it back. Take it back. Try this one. Must be something wrong with that. I give her the one for the checking account. They've come uh, advanced enough where they act. What the merchant, in this case, the vet, the lady working there at the desk, can actually see how much is in my account. She goes, "Oh, the bill's three fourteen. You only have two fifty six. Oh, <laughs> no problem." I say. Um. So then I I I open up the app and I immediately I have like two hundred bucks in my saving account. I, uh, I, I transfer it over. I go, try it again. Must have been a mistake. It works. Thank God. Got out of there. So embarrassing. Awful. <sighs> On my way. Got the dog. Feeling good. I haven't really let any moments like that get me down. You know, it doesn't really. It is what it is, dude. No big deal. Don't sweat it. You'll figure it out. That's what I tell myself. So I head back. Um. I was able to scrounge up a few bucks because I knew that there would be some dollar amount coming in to uh, have to pay uh, the vet for Daisy. So I go, all right, great. We're, we're okay. We're fine. And Diane is uh, kind of like looking at me like, oh boy, giving me that sideways eye. And uh, then lo and behold, I, I, I remembered I got a check from uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware. Gilmer, he came through with the, he sent me an early check for advertising. And I'm like, nice. All right. That's gonna, that's awesome. So I uh, do the electronic check. Good to go. And here's the thing when it comes to, uh, I don't know if this works out with you. There's always like a series of checks and balances. Whenever you think you're getting ahead, um, it's never as good as it seems, never as bad as it seems. So uh, if you're, if you're down and out, then all of a sudden, boom, you're right back in business because you see, you got the check from Baldwin Ace Hardware. Awesome. And then, uh, and then the next second we go to the mailbox and the money, uh, fairy has delivered a $450 check, uh, for, um, uh, was, was some reimbursement for a medical bill. So I'm like, Oh shit, we're rolling in dough now. Jesus. Then I got a, uh, a royalty check from the t-shirt guys, Larry and Jericho for six bucks. I sold one T I'm not kidding you. There's a $6 check. Uh, I sold a t-shirt. So I go, oh, now I got six bucks on top of it. I can get a Happy Meal. Holy cow, man. This is awesome. I'm freaking rich. So I'm like, awesome. Great. No problem. Then I get to the vet to pick up 
Uh, Benny. Okay, uh, let's uh, get checked out here. I'm standing in right in front of the sign that says, uh, payment expected day of. I'm like, oh, they're talking to me. Hang on, I need to drink coffee to finish the story. <clears throat> so, I go, okay, how much will it be? I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, $60 for this shot to kill the heartworm. Oh, that'll be four ninety six. Oh! oh no! So it's not so bad. Uh, at the end of the day, I got a couple hundred bucks left over. Okay. Uh, 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 Ken says, "Go to go eat sushi at Sakura with the extra cash." Good call. Good call. This one sent along by my uh, pal uh, Scott McKay. I know Stu McAllister was uh, was in on this as well burglary suspect in front of the judge in Miami. Well, things did not go well. Miami criminal trial delayed on Friday, just this past Friday, when the accused decided that he wanted to push out his own justice and smear the justice all over the place and throw justice and then eat justice, except replace the word justice with feces. He was inside of the courtroom, this dude, before the closing arguments were set to begin in his burglary trial. And there's a real twist to this story, too. Uh, Dorleans Philidor, 33-year-old guy, Dorleans Philidor was the source of the poop. He uh, he uh, aimed but did not reach the Miami-Dade Circuit Judge Lisa Walsh. So the judge is behind the bench, and somehow this guy gets a handful of poo and whips it at the judge. Now, the thing about throwing poo, I've never thrown poo. But if you're going to throw it, you run great risk that it's just going to go flinging anywhere. Your aim is bad. You'd have to actually make it pack it like a like a like a snowball. And I don't think that um, Dorleans Philidor had that amount of time, so his accuracy was diminished. It's kind of like the second baseman who's uh, throwing it to first after the uh, runner goes in hard with the slide with the cleats up. You're liable to have a wild throw. And that's unfortunately what happened to Dorleans Philidor. The feces went scattered. It hit the bench uh, toward the bailiff. Lawyers are running out of the place. But you know who has to rush in? The corrections officers. That's right. Dorleans is flinging the poo. And, uh, you know, the first responders, they run towards the danger. God love them all the time. And uh, sometimes that danger is a fire, could be a shooter, could be, uh, uh, you know, whatever. It could be someone throwing feces, as Dorleans was. They descended on Dorleans, who was heard to shout, and I'm reading the quote, it's protein, it's good for you. It's protein. It's protein. It's good for you, he yelled, according to witnesses. The incident happened during the routine routine morning court calendar. No jurors were on hand yet. 
Philidor was sitting in a wheelchair near Judge Walsh, who ducked and got away as Rusty the bailiff yelled, Run! Witnesses said Philidor whipped the feces and then ate it. Yep. It was intense. The corrections officers and police officers were swarming like 60 of them, said witness Alan Rios, who posted a short clip of the commotion to his Instagram page. saying it's protein it's protein I said it's protein <laughs> protein eat the protein alright so Philidor throws it it's protein video Walsh was not deterred Lisa Walsh, the judge, said um, they shut down the courtroom for cleaning. The judge moved the closing arguments to another courtroom upstairs late Friday morning. Now, remember, I told you the jury was not present. The jury was deliberating or hadn't yet come into the room, but they still had to do the closing arguments in this uh, burglary case on Philidor, the guy who threw the feces. So, you know, this makes it really strange. They still have to determine... Uh, they have to, still have to carry on with, with the rest of the proceedings. They found him not guilty. There's your twist. Jurors found Philidor not guilty of the crime. What? If, you're, if that's you, you're like, ah, oh, shit, man. I shouldn't have done this. How terrible. Now I'm going to be like Eric Zane when he cussed out that chick on QLZ. And he's going to have to apologize. Uh, Philidor won't be getting out of jail anytime soon, though. He still is facing a separate trial and a grand theft auto case. Uh, it's, it's unclear if he'll face charges related to the courtroom attack. I would guess so. <clears throat> now it's the second time in two days that this dumbass uh, displayed this type of behavior. On Thursday, uh, the court called a lunch break with closing arguments set to begin afterward, but Philidor, who was in a holding cell next to the courtroom, took another dump on himself and smeared it all over himself in the cell. Corrections officers had to whisk him away through a public hallway, which was permeated by the smell. One half of the second floor was shut down on Thursday afternoon so the court could be cleaned and disinfected. So they knew he had potential to do this. This guy is skilled at getting uh, poop out of his body and into places that are not the toilet. In an instant, this guy can be covered, smeared in his own stink. And the fact that he did it in his hand and whipped it despite being clothed. Because it isn't like he, he did it and then smuggled it in. You'd smell it, right? Uh, lawyers in the court wanted to know if Philidor was faking mental illness, so a doctor was appointed to evaluate. How'd you like that job? He apparently was well enough to go to closing arguments before two, uh, Friday's outburst. Uh, staff will continue to monitor him. He's a career criminal. Man, that is sensational. A Florida man, by the way. There you go. It's that whole thing about a Florida man. All right. As you know, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Fresh, fresh, fresh show. Tuesday, September 6th. 
I've got sponsors. Don't you dare bounce ahead. Don't you dare do it. I will smack the taste right out of your mouth. My policy shop insurance encourages you that if you're out of work, in between jobs, maybe you own your own business, your employer, you know, you you don't have an employer offers you insurance then. Or perhaps uh, you work in a job that doesn't even offer you insurance. What are you to do? Go without? No. Get your insurance. How? I can't afford it. Yes, you can. That's what healthcare.gov is all about. Now, I'm not going to be the one to tell you how this works, but trust me, Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance can get you into an insurance plan by the end of the day today. Reach out, call or text 616-914-4070 and get after it. Or go to buyinsurancehere.com, fill out the form, and you're off and running. Frank's services are free, doesn't cost you a dime. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert and social security guru. If you or someone you know or love is getting set to dive into that world, 65 and up, you got to call Frank. If you're already taking advantage of those things that you're entitled to, you need a checkup. Call Frank. Do it, man. He's the best. Okay. Next up, Rick, TC Paintball. Amazing. You know what he just did? He's adding to the amazing repertoire of fun things to do at TC Paintball. Axe throwing is coming. Oh, my God. What an attraction. TC Paintball is amazing. You got to go. Drop in during the week for fun. Wednesday's Ladies Day and it's Little League Day. All right? Uh, let's say you you show up there to play and you're like, you don't want to get hit with a paintball. Armor up. You can upgrade. Piece of cake. Uh, schedule a party on the weekend. Saturday, it's packed, but doesn't matter. Call ahead. Make a reservation. All your bro friends, work friends, uh, neighborhood kids, whatever it may be. TC Paintball is a great attraction in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Comedy in town. Grand Rapids, Muskegon, Holland, full House Comedy. Fullhousecomedy.com is a website. If you want tickets for an upcoming comedy show at one of several venues, go to fullhousecomedy.com. All right. Rolling on. More on the best of, <clears throat> excuse me, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Tomorrow I have a uh, doctor's appointment, kind of like a physical, uh, which I've had before. Uh, when I went to Los Angeles, but this is with my personal doctor. The kidney folks say, go see a personal doctor. One last look at you, you know, make sure you're all in, in great shape. And then, um, so we'll have that covered. And then they, my doctor will report to them everything that's going on. And then they need to look at my blood, which was yesterday when I get the blood drawn. They're testing me for all different uh, hepatitis, A, B, C, D, Z, whatever, all the different hepatitises, HIV. Um, and also there is there was two blood draws actually that needed to be done, testing for all those infectious diseases. And the other one was double check on compatibility. Now, I know already that the blood test that I first took when we got this whole started, all started way back in, in May, June, that I am compatible. I match very well with my recipient. But 
You do this at the start of the process, and you do this at the end of the process. I know everything there is to know about giving away a kidney. I could write a book about it. So today's the day, or yesterday's the day that you do that. I have to get about 15 vials of blood drawn. No biggie. I've had as many as 25 drawn at one time. That's a lot of blood, actually. When they take 25 vials of blood out of you, um, typically the person feels a little woozy and they make you sit there for about a half an hour and eat Cheez-Its and cookies and have a, have a box of juicy juice. But when I gave the 25, I was like, they go, how do you feel? I go, fine. They go, you don't feel anything? I go, no, not at all. They go, all right, well, head out of here. So I drove home. No big deal. Um, they had to take uh, that many out of me yesterday. What did I say? About 15? It might have been a little less than that. But uh, no big deal. Okay, now, I, I will say I was a little, um, a little foggy on some of the details. I didn't realize that I have to do the infectious disease test, and I have a second uh, batch of blood that I need to walk out of there with in a particular container, the vials in this styrofoam container that protected with, you know, the biohazard on it and sealed. I need to walk out of there and drop it in a FedEx box in what's called a live pack um, envelope and send it to UCLA so that they can take a look at it. That's the compatibility blood. The first set of blood is the infectious disease blood. Now, I, I'm not aware that there's all of this. I just think I need put the blood into the, uh, into the styrofoam, into the vials, and mail it. But that's not true. No one has really told me that directly. If, I had to, if they had to give me the, uh, hey, we need you to review this whole process after it's said and done, I would tell UCLA, I go, you need to be more specific about what exactly I was to do there and future people who are doing this because I wasn't clear. Now, luckily, I'm great and a charmer with tremendous instincts, okay? So I was able to facilitate many, many things yesterday that the average bear would not have been able to do. I'm also very humble, as you know. But I walk into this one lab, and I was going to say the name of it, but the lady that I'm going to talk about is so GD miserable that I don't want to make her life any more difficult than it is. I, I, I'm torn. I want to I wanna bust her balls publicly and actually say her name and where she works so that the next person won't be treated like shit, okay? But I'm not going to. If I did anything, I would probably just talk to her boss. Maybe like pull them aside and say, look, you need to know this is how it is here. So I go into this lab and I see this lady and I've dealt with her before. And I know she's super, super uh, 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 surly and rough around the edges. And um, I have talked to her before and gathered that. But I haven't really had to work with her that much. There have been times when I've gone to see her and... Uh, to get blood drawn for this. And she's like, I can't do anything unless I have it faxed from where you're, uh, where you're having it uh, done in California. If it's out of state, I have to have the facts. So no, you cannot have the blood drawn. And she's been really kind of aggressive when she's said it. So I know she's surly, but I've never um, pushed back in any way. I basically, since I just want to get through this, I've always been like, oh, okay, no problem. Granted, I just drove 12 miles, and now um, 
I, I have to drive back, but whatever. I just chalked it up as part of the experience. Um, I reached out to this lady because, I, like I said, I've dealt with her before, like days ago. And I sent her all of the paperwork that UCLA sent me. And I said to this lady, I scanned it and sent it. And I called her ahead of time. I go, I'm going to send it. I go, uh, yeah, so-and-so, I'm the guy with the kidney. She knows me. I go, okay, great. Well, I'm sending you all this because I don't want to get there and then have you send me home. So um, if there's any problem, um, well, I, I sent it. I go, I'm going to send it to you. So I scanned it. I sent it to her and I wrote, uh, so-and-so, um, if this looks okay, and it looks like everything is on the up and up and I'm not going to get sent home. Please let me know just so that I have, I'm taking care of everything here. This is crossing the T's dot in the eyes. She doesn't respond problem. Okay. All she had to do was look at it. Looks good, Eric. And that's it. She didn't. I walk in. No one is there. She says, come on in. And I go, hey, man, I know her name. I said, hello, miss. I'll just say Miss K. Hello, Miss K. How are you? She says, fine, Eric. I go, okay, well, I've got this here, and this is what uh, this is what we're going to do. And I start handing her uh, affidavits from my nephrologist. And this is all doctor's orders. This is all very on the up and up. This is quite simple, okay? And um, she right away is shaking her head while she's looking at it. And she's like, oh. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, and she's, it's like the end of the world. Oh God. I don't know about this. Oh my, oh my God. I, and I'm like, Oh shit. She's. And, um, so she's looking at it. Now I don't know that there's, I remember I said to you, there's the infectious disease protocol that she has to look at. And then there's that second blood draw, which I walk out with. She's confused about that because they have a policy at this lab. Nobody leaves with blood. No one knows that though. Okay. Now, had the people at UCLA informed me of this, and had I known, I probably could have um, known ahead of time and made arrangements, but no big deal, really. And so um, she's confused because uh, because of what I just described. So she says, I go, well, do you want me to call them, and then I can get an answer for you about this? And she goes, yes. So she packs up all the stuff, hands it back to me. I go, and I sit in the waiting room. Now, she's really abrupt with everybody. And, uh, and, and uh, what I've learned about this lady is if you show up at 3 o'clock and you have work that she thinks is going to take longer than um, the time that they – is quitting time. With the, apparently, it's quitting time at 3.30 there. Why the fuck that is, I don't know. But she's like, if, if uh, she thinks she can't get it done, she'll say to you – and I've seen it and I've been the recipient of this – uh, we're out of here at 3.30. It's going to take more than uh, 30 minutes to get this done, so you got to come back tomorrow. And that's happened. Sure enough, uh, this one chick walks in, and she looked to be, like, um, really meek and timid. And she's like, yes, I'm here to get a, a drug test. She goes, oh, well, we stop at 2.30 on drug tests. you gotta, you got to come back another day. Sorry. And it's just like that matter of fact and really gruff and aggressive. And I'm like, what a fucking gruff bitch this is. Holy shit. So um, I finally, I, I make a couple phone calls to California and I have a nurse and a, and a nurse's assistant who I can talk to. And I get the nurse on the phone, my nurse. And I go, okay, so there's some confusion about the blood. Um, and I, I, I go walking into this lady, Miss K. I go, Miss K, my nurse is on the phone and um, uh, she, she'll answer any of your questions. She goes, I don't have any questions. I go, well, wait a minute. What, weren't we... 
didn't you have and i'm like confused okay it's like i'm st- i'm stammering around and she's looking at me like tapping her foot like i'm bugging her you know it's i can tell she's getting pissed off at me and uh she's got an assistant there who's standing there and she looks to be the type of assistant who doesn't dare step out of line or this fucking mean as a snake battle axe who looks like fucking fred sanford is gonna is gonna yell at her and i can tell that the assistant is like ah fuck man this is you know the assistant should be the one in charge and if this dumb bitch doesn't get her acting gear i wouldn't surprise me if the assistant is in charge eventually because this chick was so fucking aggressive and mean with me you wouldn't believe it so um the nurse starts explaining on the through the phone to this bitch about what the fuck is going on and um she's talking and completing her sentence and and fred sanford is interrupting her and saying no 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 we can't do that we can't allow him to leave with any blood there is no leaving with blood and uh so finally i i interact i go uh right i interrupt i go okay i'll tell you what sheila um i've got an idea i'll take care of it okay never mind okay hang up so um I get my shit. I go, no problem. I've got it figured out. I'll take care of it. I start to, I, I get in my car and I drive away. I'm going to go to another hospital in Zeeland, Michigan, where they do what's called a courtesy blood draw. Now, the, the, what I, I realize, though, as I'm driving away is I am not sure that at Zeeland Hospital that they can do the courtesy blood draw. The courtesy blood draw is the one that goes into the styrofoam package and I walk out with and I mail it, Okay. But I don't know if they can do the testing for the infectious disease. In fact, as I'm driving away half a mile, I go, I got an idea. I'm going to turn around, go back to fucking Fred Sanford and say, I want you to do the infectious disease blood draw. And then because they do the testing there at this lab. They spin the fucking blood. They determine if I have AIDS. And then what they do is they take those results and fax them to California. That's that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. That doesn't mean that I can't. uh, But that and then so I'm going to have them do that. This is in my head as I'm driving away. And then I'm going to go to the other hospital and get the courtesy blood draw and mail it. So two blood draws, two different places now. Again, no one told me this. But no one really knew it, okay? No one knew that at the first lab that they couldn't let, uh, that they couldn't uh, um, uh, give me the second batch of blood. So I walk back in there and Fred Sanford sees me and she's like, right away, her posture is like, <sighs> and I've been nothing but sweet to her because I know she's a fucking bitch. And uh, I go, hey, you thought, and, and when I was leaving the last time, I was giving her the, I go, yes, I'm donating a kidney. And she was all nice then. Oh, yeah, she was just happy to see me leave because, you know, it's it's getting near the end of the day and this fucking bitch wants to leave. Um, at now, uh, at now it's uh, 2.40. They leave at 3.30. All right? Now, this is where it really gets ridiculous because I walk in, I go, hey, I've got an idea. I bet you thought you were done seeing me. She goes, what is it? Just like that. And I go, well, um, I know I can't leave with blood, but what we were going to do, the infectious disease protocol, I want that done. Now, I'm the customer here. Me slash UCLA pays for this. This is what they do at this lab. Their job is to get a doctor's note, which I have, do the fucking test, 
or pull the blood out, spin the fucking blood, determine if I have AIDS, fax the results. No, he doesn't have AIDS. That's it. Now, she goes, well, we leave at 3.30. We don't have time. Come back tomorrow and come back in the morning. Now, it has to be done today. If it doesn't get done, or yesterday, if it doesn't get done yesterday, December 2nd kidney transplant does not happen. It has to be moved. So because this fucking bitch is in my face and doesn't want to do her fucking job, she is now fucking everything up. Now, what I want to do is go in there and smack the fucking piss out of her. Uh, but I don't. I stand there and I just did the kindly brontosaurus. You don't know what the kindly brontosaurus is? Look it up. Kindly uh, brontosaurus is when you look at someone with the look of, well, I really need your help and I'm pathetic and uh, I, no, I really want her to help me. I need her. So I am not going to dispatch hell on her yet. I want to lay waste and carpet bomb the whole fucking facility and be picking up body parts of this bitch but I can't. She's got me by the balls. And I go, oh, and I put, I put my hand, I actually put my hand over my mouth, like, like gasp. Oh no. I actually did that. And I went, oh, I made that noise. And I, I, I go, and I have this look of, I'm acting. I have this look of panic over my face. And uh, she's already said, come back tomorrow. And it was that abrupt that she said that to me. It was like that. And then, uh, a handful of seconds passes. She goes, get in here, sit down. So then I realized she's going to do it. So I, uh, I very quickly, um, I temper my rage. I sit down and she's back at the computer. Typing all this shit in HIV. Hepatitis, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, I, I don't. And she goes, we can't, you can't leave her with blood. I go, oh, I know, I know. I'm going to go over to Zealand Hospital and they're going to do that one. I just need you to do the first part of this. And then I'll be gone, and then I'll be out of here. And she goes, "This is going to take a while. It's gonna, we got to spin the blood. We got to." She's just making excuse after excuse. And then uh, she goes, "Have you been fasting?" Now I hadn't, and the reason why I hadn't been fasting was because my physician said, "Don't fast. This is a non-fasting test." But this stupid bitch doesn't know that. Okay, she just assumes that every person that she pulls blood out of has to have, be fasting. She's asking me if I've been fasting because if I say no, she's going to say, well, then I can't do this. Get the fuck out of here. Ah, 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 Fred Sanford, ah, you crazy motherfucker. So, uh, uh, all right. I go, well, yeah, I've been fasting. I haven't eaten in months. Shit, yes, I'm the biggest faster ever. Uh, and then she goes, do you have your physician's phone number? Physician's phone number isn't on here. If I don't have the fuck, if I don't have the phone number of the physician, this isn't happening. So I give her, I don't, I don't have that number. So I call, I got the nurse though, who I've been speaking with. Her name is Sheila. She's, she's great. And, uh, Sheila is who the results have to be faxed to. She's in charge of this whole fucking thing. No one has the doctor's phone number. You give it to the nurse. Everybody knows that the doc's busy doing other shit. I go, yeah, oh, yeah, I got all that, that stuff. Uh, lady, uh, I'll just call her Miss K. Uh, Miss K, yeah, I got that number. I give, her, she, I, give her the, I give her the nurse's phone number. I go, this is the doctor's number. Where's the doctor's fax number? Right here. I give her that. She goes, and she's just typing away. She's mad. Her fucking steam coming out of her ears. She's furious. And I'm just sitting there not saying a fucking word. I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah. 
And I go, I go, I'm really, really sorry for this. Uh, you, you're doing a great job. I'm just fucking charming the shit out of her. All she wanted to do was anger fuck my, my, my white guy ass. She's like, I'll fuck the shit out of you. Oh, my God. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, she's pissed off. And the assistant who's actually going to do the blood draw, she doesn't have to do the fucking blood draw. Fred Sam- Mrs. Fred Sanford doesn't even have to do it. She's just pissed off at the world for some reason. She's always been pissed off, this bitch. Mean as a fucking rattlesnake. Assistant's just sitting there going, fuck, this is terrible. And uh, so then the lady goes, that'll be $110, cash or charge. And I go, okay, I've got this affidavit from you. I got, why are we doing this? Wait, why don't we just do this tomorrow? Because I've got an affidavit that says I don't pay anything. It's this, the UCLA pays for everything. And all she has to do is take this fucking thing and typey, typey, hit enter, and it's done. Paid for. They've got an account. They, UCLA actually has an account with this company. That's why they sent me there. Because they do this all the fucking time. I go, this is where payment is sent. And she goes, and when I said that, she goes, why don't we just, why don't you just come back tomorrow? Now she's done doing it. There's nothing more she has to do. And she's still trying to get me to leave. So um, I go, well, if it's a problem, I'll pay for it, Miss K. And just, uh, and then if that's the quickest way to do it, I will pay for it. And then I'll take care of it on my end. And then you don't have to bother. She kind of grunts and doesn't say another word, okay? And she goes, go see so-and-so. So So I sit down with this lady who's so sweet, this other one, and I just hope she gets this bitch's job. Uh, And she puts the needle in expertly, and she draws like nine vials of blood. And it was lickety-split without any pain, and she was so sweet and nice. And I hear Miss K, Mrs. Fred Sanford, grumbling and bumbling in the background and bitching about everything. And I was like, shut the fuck up and do your job, you crazy fucking bitch. And uh, she gets the blood and she spins. She's done. It's The job is done. She was like, she, she had been bitching that it takes an hour to do it. It didn't take an hour to do it, you asshole. And it doesn't matter. Do your job. Holy fuck. Um. So this lazy ass piece of shit goes on and on and on, ripping me a new asshole. And I didn't say a word. I was so proud. I so wanted to overreact on her. I wanted her to be fucking Kenny and me to be me and rip her a new one. And you know, if you followed me for any amount of time, I fucking, when I snap, it's over. So I'm trying so hard because I needed this blood to be dried. Had to happen. Out of all the things I've done in the last six months, this was the most trying, difficult thing, okay? And, I mean, I'm going to be able to compare this moment in time to actually getting the kidney removed from my body in the recovery, and I'm, I don't know. I think it's a toss-up as to what will be more of a challenge, frankly. So um, this sick bitch, then uh, she puts on a happy face and... Okay, it takes five minutes to draw the blood. It's now uh, 5 to 3. They leave at 3.30. And I stand up and I go, Miss Kay, do do you need anything from me regarding billing? She goes, nope, you're all set. You can go. 
I'm like, you fucking asshole. You, 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 you sit there and get that wound up over shit and yell at me and make a fucking scene like a son of a bitch and child. And you, and you've got it all taken care of. What the fuck is wrong with you? And you remember that lady that she said that I told you about how she, uh, she came in and wanted to get a drug test and, and she didn't want to give her the drug test. Uh, and she, she basically said, nope, nope, you, you can't, it's too late. Get out of here. That, that, that chick was like crushed. Um, she, she kind of like just skulked away, man. You got to get in that ass, Larry. But, uh, I, I wasn't about to, um, because I, again, I needed this test taken care of. I needed this done. But it was just an absolute abortion. I could not believe the behavior of this fucking lady. Holy shit. She actually was getting coming unglued with me. And I just sat there. And with a pleasant look on my face. But I'm burning up inside. I wanted to just fucking kick her ass. Um, and make a scene, you know. Knock the centrifuge over. Clear off the desk. A complete meltdown. Kept my mouth shut. I'm proud of that. Got it done. Immediately got into the car afterwards and called up my nurse. And I go, you won't believe this. You will not believe this ordeal of this fucking bitch. Holy shit. And she's laughing her ass off. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, no, I did it. I got it taken care of. I was, I'm actually pretty proud of how it worked out because we got the job done. Blood is drawn. Blood is spun. Uh, results are being sent to you as we speak. And, and it's true. I've got this thing. It's a app with the hospital that whenever anybody, anybody posts results of a test, it shows up. I get a notification says, ding, you don't have AIDS. Ding, you're free. You don't have hepatitis. So it's all good. By the time I was driving away, I'm getting the results. It's like 3.15. The sick bitch is telling me it's going to take an hour. Shut the fuck up and do your job. So I got through this entire story without revealing who she is, where she is, what her name is, what the assistant's name is, or anything like that. And I also feel pretty proud about that. I don't want to open up that can of worms, but I think it's appropriate that I begin to run out the ground ball to politely, and I will be polite about it. I mean, I'm venting now for you because I've been hanging out of this story for 12 hours, and I, I'm like, I can't wait to tell this story. Um, but I think that uh, she, the, her boss needs a call with the detailed account of how this went. This was bullshit. I need to relay the behavior of her, how she treated the poor chick who came in and wanted the drug test. I need to relay the the gruff attitude, the, the uh, you come back tomorrow. I mean, that was really bold. What if I was some pussy or, or not able to uh, navigate that in the brilliant way that I did? And I just said, okay, because I would have fucked up the whole kidney transplant because of this fucking bitch. Fuck her. So I think uh, I think if I, as soon as I get a minute, I don't know if it'll be today, but I got to make a phone call and get to the bottom of this. And uh, a, a negative Google review, I think, is in someone's future. Hopefully she'll get fired. No, seriously, I want her to get fired. I want the other chick to take her job. This chick's a bitch. Fuck her. All right. By the way, if in the event some of you know, there's no chance, but in the event that you know where this is, what type of place this is, what it's called, who this person is, uh, 
reach out to me. I want to see if that, if, if, if what's, if what you've experienced in your life, if by chance of what I've just told you ever meets in one neat little Rubik's cube, send it to me, Eric at EricZancho.com. It's a shot in the dark, but I want to see if that's even possible. All right. So that's it. Um, from there, I drive to a place where they, they, they aren't assholes. Uh, Zeeland Hospital, part of uh, the Spectrum uh, network of hospitals. I walk in there, and I, this is a very unique set of circumstances. I said, I need a courtesy blood draw. Here's my paperwork. Here's who you bill. And she's like, hmm, this is, this is tricky. But go in there, get the blood draw. We'll sort it out on our end. No problem at all. You're good to go. I walk in. This super nice, sweet young lady uh, is like, hello, how are you? And she's just like waiting on me, it seemed like. And I give her, I show her what I need done. She goes, this is no problem. Uh, She was a professional. And it took barely any amount of time. Okay, but is this done? No, I said it was a wild goose chase. The folks at UCLA... Now, I might have done this on my own, but I don't think so because I've been through this one once before. Normally, when they send you that styrofoam package with the vials in it that you have to send back to them, that's compatibility blood. Yes, this blood matches with your recipient. Okay? That needs to be put into a special FedEx envelope. It's called a live pack. And they've already printed the label. You know, FedEx, everything is trackable. You can't just like you know, write in the address on the envelope and you scribble and throw it in a box anywhere. There's ways to do it. And since they do this all the time at the kidney transplant team, they send you the right envelope with the label. That's it. Put the blood in there. Put the label on it. There's FedEx boxes everywhere. You drop it in there. You're done. Okay. I didn't get an envelope. I didn't get a label. So while I'm getting yelled at by uh, the, the female version of fucking Fred Sanford, and while I'm driving over hell and high water to get the blood uh, sample over at Zeeland Hospital, I'm talking to my nurse and sending emails saying, I need a label, and I'll take care of the envelope myself. I need a label. I know that. So they got to go. They gotta, uh, somebody's got to sit down, generate a label, and email that shit to me. So I'm sitting there getting... I got... Uh, 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 She's taking the blood, the second sample out at Zealand. And I'm looking at my phone like, when's somebody going to send me a fucking envelope or uh, send me a, a label? I'm driving to the FedEx place. And uh, I finally it comes in. So I'm going to go to the FedEx place. I'm going to print the label. I'm going to get the envelope. Trouble. You get to the FedEx place. It's not a FedEx place. It's a, it's a box on the side of the road. There's no envelopes there. There's no, there's no way to do this. I'm like, son of a bitch. I look it up. FedEx, local. There's one about three miles away. Uh, I call there. I go, is this a, a FedEx facility or is it? No, this is Walgreens. Just drop the shit off here. No envelopes. No. Call a place in the next city. And uh, it actually is. Uh, there's, there's a person to talk to me and I go, use FedEx, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I print off a label? Yes. Off my phone. Yes. Can I get a live pack? Ooh, no. Why? There's only one place that has those by the airport, FedEx. Fuck! 18 miles away, son of a bitch. Shit. So I was almost to the place. I turned around, have to go home because my phone needed a charge on my wild goose chase. And so I get home, I print the label myself on my own computer. Now I got my FedEx label. 
I grabbed the queen of the forest because I haven't seen her all day. I got to tell her the story about this crazy bitch that I encountered. Tell her all about that shit. Drive 18 miles to this FedEx facility right by the airport. It's now 6 p.m. This started at 2.30 in the afternoon. I walk in there. I go, I need a live pack. She goes, I got a live pack. Pulls out the envelope. She goes, here you go. Put your, uh, put your blood in there. Here's the, uh, I go, here's the label. She types it up. She goes, no charge. It's all paid for. There you go. Lickety split. Done. So, and then I got home at 6.30. So this was 2.30 to 6.30. That is a full-on wild goose chase. My God. But we got it done, man. We got it done. The blood, uh, the blood test, everything's negative. I don't have AIDS. And the blood pack was sent. Shit. I'm going to need a little, little sketchy on the details to some degree from my, I swear to God, I read everything word for word about what I was to do. I think that if, you know, how like when you finish something, Hey, we want your feedback about how this went. I think if they pick my brain, I can make life much easier for the next person who decides to donate a kidney. You need to make this idiot proof. You need to say specifically, okay, this is your final bit of blood work that needs to be done. You have two things that are getting that are being completed here. Infectious disease, compatibility. Infectious disease is all in-house. Blood is drawn. Blood is tested at this facility we have a contract with. They fax the results to us. Compatibility is different. You take, you walk out of there with the blood. No one even knew that I couldn't walk out of there with the blood. That's bullshit, okay? This is shit that... Uh, Okay, when you are uh, dealing with a person who is donating a kidney, uh, for me, it's no problem. But for some people, they might be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but they might be having more anxiety. And the last thing you want is the donor to be going through weirdo shit because the last thing you want to do is have the donor to throw up his hands in the air and say, fuck it, I'm not doing this, which does happen, okay? I would be uh, mortified if someone actually was like, son of a bitch, this is too hard and too confusing. I'm just not going to do it. It's a, it's a, and just give up. You got to make sure that that's all taken care of. So uh, I, I think I need to have a discussion not only with Fred Sanford's boss, but with the folks at UCLA about the, it wasn't clear. And I think that going forward that it needs to be clear to the next people who are going to donate a kidney. You know what I mean? In the end, I'm really great. Okay? I fucking did it. I did all of this shit. All of this shit was done because of how great I am and how humble I am. So I just want to congratulate me for getting all this blood drawn. Because if it hadn't been for my instinct uh, charm, I swear to God, that lady wanted to have sex with me. And, uh, and, and my infinite wisdom, this would not have happened. This would not have happened. This is the only thing I'll pat myself on the back about is getting this blood drawn in the face of extreme adversity. Holy shit. The stories we will tell when it comes to the great kidney donation of 2020. Okay, not the best of the Eric Zancho podcast. Wouldn't be complete without a mention for Cameo. Still not over the last Cameo I had to do for Adam Balboa making me watch that 
shit show movie, uh, Samaritan, which he informed me that at his job, there's another dimwit who walked into the office and said, I think that uh, Samaritan may have been Stallone's best movie he's ever made. Better than Rocky. I think he's going to win some type of Academy Award. How, Adam, this is ridiculous. You tell that guy, but no, don't even say anything. Just punch him in the stomach and say, this is from Eric Zane. My God. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Hire me on Cameo to roast your friends or whatever whatever it is you want me to do. It's dirt cheap and it's fun. I love doing those things. Uh, As we speak, okay, now I'm recording this right now, what I'm saying to you. On Thursday, September 1st, to be released on Monday, September 5th. I just finished... Uh, getting stranded by the embellisher. My dad's, my my dad's, my truck puked. Can't wait to tell you that story when I get back. But it was towed to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. It'll get fixed. It'll be back in business. That's where you need to take your cars. Trusted source working on domestic Asian European vehicles, Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids. Their website is E R vines, E R V I N E S.com. Hello to my pal, Joe Martinez and his uh, family affair band of uh, hardworking folks at a and E heating and cooling a ampersand E right. That squiggly thing. That's an ampersand. A&E Heating and Cooling for scheduled maintenance, emergency repairs. You're retrofitting a home with a new furnace or an air conditioner. You got new construction, whatever it may be. They do it all. They'll even fix a water heater for you. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. They speak Spanish. So remember, their motto is, Tu Madre es una puta. A&E Heating and Cooling. Last but not least, on this show, why am I so lucky that I get help from the Kent County Health Department? That amazing group of people has me talking about their initiatives, and they want you to know about them. Accesskent.com slash health. Okay, immunizations. September is Immunization Awareness Month. Get the kids immunized. All right? Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, the uh, cervical cancer vaccine. These are all important life. Uh, These things could threaten the life of your child or make them very, very sick or other kids that they play with or even you. Get more information. Accesskent.com slash health. All right. More on the not the best of the Eric Zancho podcast show. A lot of things that I want to share with you from the uh, trip out east. If you don't know, uh, it was a, a, a I wanted to go and uh, finish a trip that I had started in May when I visited some friends for a wedding. And I walked around the World Trade Center area uh, back then and just got a chance to see the reflecting pools as part of the 
9-11 Memorial. And I said, I got to get back there to see this museum. And then while I'm there, I'll check out the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island where my dad um, uh, arrived in the U.S. when he immigrated uh, to the United States in the 1950s. So that's what this trip was. I had two things in mind, the Statue of uh, Liberty in Ellis Island on Saturday and then the 9-11 Memorial and Museum on Sunday. It did not let down. I'm going to share all of my adventures with you and uh, that I should say the adventures Diana and I had together with you. And uh, there, there's a lot to talk about. I, I took a lot of notes. That was the one thing I did. I want to make sure that I uh, catalog this stuff. Yeah, I didn't post any pictures, really. I think I did one. I, I posted one uh, Facebook Live video from Statue of Liberty. Uh, but uh, I was kind of out of the loop, if you will. And I guess that's okay. Let me start by introducing you to Sebastian. Sebastian is the tour guide on the Statue of Liberty Ellis Island trip. This is well worth your time. It's not that expensive, like 20 bucks. And uh, you're going to meet in Battery Park in New York City. And then you're going to have this guy, you know, he's he's a tour guide. Let's back up a little bit. Back up, Tear. By the way, congrats on on the new wheelchair, buddy. Uh... The New York uh, Waterway Ferry, it's like a, like a water taxi, is constantly shuttling people from the various areas on the, on the outside of the city. And where this RV park is in Jersey City, there is a ferry stop right there. I know because on the trip in May, we jumped on board that. And it was awesome because you pay like 7 bucks and it's right outside the door and you're in the city, man. It's terrific. Well, that was uh, last time we were there. So sure enough, I buy tickets and then I'm waiting on Saturday morning for the ferry at the 930 and there's nothing. And I'm like, these things are never late ever, maybe one minute. And I can't see anything coming across the Hudson River. I'm like, what is going on here? I look all around. There's all the signage with the schedule right at the ferry stop, right at right at the dock. And uh, then finally, just by luck, I happened to ask somebody, I was like, do you by chance know if this, what, what's going on here? She goes, oh, it doesn't run on the weekend. And I'm like, what the fuck? All it would take is a sign with like uh, three words, no weekend ferries. And that's, and I would have known that. Instead, I bought tickets from that, that port to the city. And I'm like, oh, great. So now I'm like panicking because we have to be at a certain place at a certain time to meet up with our guide to get to the Statue of Liberty. And I'm stuck in Jersey City and have no idea where to go to actually get to the city. Somebody Now it's, it's 100 degrees already. And uh, some lady says, uh, you got to walk a mile to this ferry port, Harborside, and that will take you across the river. My God, Jesus. So we start walking. Hot as hell. Thank God we had our camelbacks. By the way, people in New York City don't know what a camelback is because that's like a thing you use when you're out in the wilderness. But when you're hiking in the city, no one has a camelback. Smart people do. Diana and I was so damn hot. We had our water. We were such badasses. So, all right. We get to the, uh, we get to the ferry. And uh, then we go across the river. Away we go. And uh, wander to Battery Park. And... 
So there we are, and we make it in plenty of time. We're there waiting, and we are introduced to the guide. His name is Sebastian. Now, before I found out who he was, he was really loud and obnoxious, and he has a really, really thick French accent. I want you to think, if you're a fan of Monty Python, the French taunters. Ha, ha, ha. Wee, wee, wee. Ha, ha, ha. Je shall not pass. That. Okay. And uh, I'm going to play for you what he sounds like here in just a little bit. But uh, before, he was like sitting with the group of people who were waiting. There's several tours, different companies. And I'm like, please don't let this guy be with us. Please don't let this guy be with us. Sure enough, not only is he with us, he's the guy. And he starts up a conversation with another dude there who is, I'm like, please don't let this guy be with us either. And it was a, uh, a person, a tourist, but from Brooklyn, who is classic Brooklyn. Hey, yo, hey, yo, yo, this, yo, 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 hey, yo, you know, you know, I'd rather be on the beach. You know, I'd ra- you know, the only reason why I'm here is because my daughter convinced me. I'd rather be hanging out at the beach right now. And I'm like, and she's standing right there. I'm like, I'm sure she feels really good about that. Thanks, Dad. It, it couldn't be just spending time with your daughter. He like voices to everybody who walks in. Yo, I'll tell you what, if I had my choice, I'd be at the beach right now. I'm just doing this for her. And his wife's there. She didn't say a word. Two daughters, him. So uh, in my head, I'm naming this guy Brooklyn. And Brooklyn and is having a conversation with Frenchie, Sebastian. Brooklyn's wearing a... Uh, of course, camouflage tank top and jean shorts, of course. I'm like, please don't let these people be with me. They're both in our group. Turns out, though, I like them the most. This is the old Eric judging a book by the cover. Uh, yeah, I, was, uh, I, I did not care for, uh, for both of these people. Uh, the first 30 seconds that I met them or I, I was influenced by them or heard them speak and eventually came around. I was like, these people are all right. Uh, so Sebastian is, speaks with a very heavy accent. He's giving people like, uh, he's get a lot of information and he's uh, a really good tour guide. He's like, uh, um, exuberant, energetic, and it's again, 100 degrees out. Let me give you an idea of what Sebastian sounds like. Check this out. Listen, for the people who have the full tour with the red bracelet, you, you, sir, you can stay as long as you want. Okay, you're probably thinking there's no way this guy sounds like that, and Zane's kidding. No, that's him. It's taken from my phone. I made sure to shoot video so you could get audio. I was thinking of you when I shot it. He said, listen, for those of you who have the full, you, full tool with the red bracelet, that's bracelet, by the way, uh, the word migrants, he kept saying migrants when he's talking about the people uh, uh, coming to the U.S. from other countries. Listen, for the people who have the full tour with the red bracelet, full tour. you, you, sir, you can stay as long as you want. If you want to stay two hours, three hours, you can stay. Don't miss only the last boat at 7 o'clock, because if you miss the last boat, I don't know if you tempt to schedule. Yeah, I don't know if you schedule to come there, and maybe it can be the jail, as you like. So don't miss the last boat, the last boat, 7 o'clock. Never take the last boat. Never. At least the last but one boat. By the way, this guy, he speaks four languages. Uh, He speaks uh, uh, English, French, um, 
German and Spanish. Last but one boat. Uh, and to me, he was showing off every time because we, I mean, we're in like the melting pot of the world here. Like, there's a lot of Latinos or people from Spain. There's a lot of people from Mexico, uh, 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 south of the border, and and Spain. Actually, Spaniards are there with us. We've got a German family there. It was incredible. <laughs> But if you have the red race, Dude was such a show off. He's speaking all these different languages. I love this guy. <laughs> so yeah, uh getting to know him was great. He's uh he's carried on doing his thing. Awesome tour guide. Love this dude. So that was just an example of how I spent the day. So you, we then take this ferry over to the Statue of Liberty. And this thing did not let down. Let me just tell you. Um, I can tell you, though, when I saw people there, they had kids. If you're like me and really want to take your time through one of these things, do not bring your children because you will hate them. They're going to get bored after one minute uh, because that's how, uh, that's how it is with kids you know i mean you just cannot uh the the colossal size of the statue of liberty when we took the ferry to it i was on a lower level of the ferry and uh i didn't actually see the statue till i stepped off at the dock at liberty island and when you're that the first thing you see is when it's that close this giant oh my gosh i cannot tell you how fantastic that is oh uh, on the ferry, when we were on the way back, and I, um, I'm kind of bouncing around right now in the story. On the way back, it had been, you know, 100 degrees a whole day. And we're on the lower level of the ferry to be out of the sun. It's packed. And I can tell you, I have never experienced body odor like I have in that moment. It was the World Series of B.O. And the the Disney World of B.O. It was uh, so powerful. It it smelled like it was uh, like a like a man made stink bomb. It was a combination of underarms, balls, ass crack, vaginas, all in one big ball. Physical. You could taste. You could taste other people's vaginas and balls and assholes it was so thick you could go um oh there's some good ass oh oh these these balls oh wow yeah ah yeah it was all over the place and it was it was just hovering like a haze i I, i've never quite experienced anything like it and i don't know if you know this well no you know I, i can't say this for sure but i think that there's something to do with this beautiful stink melting pot from people of all different walks of life and and body types and and ethnicities i think that contributed to the different flavors it was such a cornucopia of of skin and disease and shit that i will never forget it 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 i still think it's part of me it is never going to leave me i i consumed it and uh, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get over it. It was absolutely off the rails. And then I'm looking at Diana, and she's like, uh, uh, I'm like, just suck it in. Suck it in. Be, be one with it. 
It is part of the experience. It is the ferry experience. Uh, equate this to the the boat that the uh, migrants had to be on the steerage of the boats when my dad was coming from uh, uh, across the ocean. It was, I've never experienced anything so bad. Where was I? Uh, it was so damn hot that uh, Brooklyn, remember I told you about Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, I'd rather be over at Jones Beach and be here with my daughter. This guy is hysterical. Uh, I, at one point I saw him, I go, man, I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to jump in the water. And he goes, I tell you what, man, if I didn't have my jean shorts, I'd have done that. And he actually said that. If I didn't have my jean shorts on, I'd have jumped right in the water. Oh, my God. So all of this happens. I get off. I see the statue. I don't want to go into the details of the things I learned about the statue. Other than this, I didn't know that the, uh, the outer skin of the statue, which is copper, um, is only... Two coins thick. If you held up two coins, like face-to-face, the thickness is very, very thin. Uh, and and uh, that's how thick it is. There's a, I had no idea how they actually made this thing. They cover it all there. I don't want to bore you with it. But uh, I will tell you this. The guy who, um, because I would, I would do a terrible job of trying to explain this shit to you because I'm not an engineer and uh, I'm boring. But the guy who uh, helped make it was the dude who made the Eiffel Tower, whose last name's Eiffel, of course. The inside of that statue has all sorts of scaffolding that doesn't look anything like a statue. But um, And then I saw how you can actually get up it. And you still can go all the way up the statue. There's a staircase that goes through her body like a big metal dildo. And you got to book that well in advance, though. So Sarah just said that... Um, She's going to be going there. You can book that that trip to, to walk up the Statue of Liberty. And I think you can get as high as the crown. I don't think you can go into the torch or anything like that. But, man, the thing is a, is a work of art. And um, to be that close to it, you, you just got to see it. Even the pedestal is impressive. Everything about the Statue of Liberty is great. I have no complaints. It was awesome. All right. I talked about the Statue of Liberty. Talked about Sebastian. Talked about my guy, my Brooklyn guy. I talked about uh, B.O. Then I almost, uh, well, I wanted to fight a guy. Here's the deal. I'm at the, uh, I'm at the pedestal. Actually, no, I was on the promenade outside of the pedestal, the Statue of Liberty, and we're all, like, looking up at it. And uh, so I, I want to get a picture. And I'm looking up at a good spot. And, you know, you're at the base of the Statue of Liberty. It's so big and incredible. It's very easily to get easy to get lost in it, if you know what I mean, because you're kind of looking up while you're walking, and it's, it's incredible. Apparently, while I was looking up and, and wandering around like a dope, some uh, dad, a little younger than me, I'm guessing he was uh, 35 to 40, was taking a picture of his son. Uh, and the stat, he, you know, he's four and four feet away from his son. He's going to take a picture of him. And I happened to walk through the picture. Now, this is a picture and he could very easily just not say a word and just take the picture again, but he had to put me in my place. So I hear this. Thank you. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? And then I look and then I realize I gather the information. I realize quickly that I have walked through the gentleman's picture. So I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. And, well, now for me, 
thank you is horseshit at this point because who gives a fuck? And you can just take another picture. Why say anything at all? Why be an asshole? And run the risk that, I mean, what if I take it terribly and punch him in the face or tell him to fuck off in front of his kid? Uh, but I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then he did not speak. So he's an asshole. And it's at this point when he, uh, when he, he doesn't respond with anything that I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to fucking fight him. Not really. But uh, so then about 10 seconds passes and I look at Diana. I'm still standing right next to the guy. Then I'm talking to Diana like he's not there. And I go, can you believe this guy? He just got shitty with me. And she goes, what? I go, yeah, this guy right here. He just got shitty with me. Did you hear him? She goes, I did hear that. I go, yeah, it was him. And the guy then looks at me and I look back at him like, what the fuck are you going to do? I would love to get in a fist fight with you at the base of the Statue of Liberty, you dumb fuck. So I'm sitting there looking at this guy and I'm holding my gaze and I'm like, all right, go ahead, fucker, make a move. Let's fight right here at the base of Liberty. Of Lady Liberty. I'll beat the fuck out of you and throw you off the side of the promenade into the river, and then that'll be the end of it. What do you say? Lady Liberty, let's do it. I didn't say that. I'm thinking this all in my head, but I'm looking at the guy and he's looking at me. And then we uh, back down like a couple of rams on the top of the mountain. We went our separate ways. But man, I wanted to f- fucking punch that guy right in the fucking face. What an asshole. Who the fuck does that? Big deal. I want it in your fucking picture, you dumb dick. Then on the boat, on, on the SSBO over to Ellis Island, he's, he's right there in front of me. I knew I'd see that guy. I said to Diane, I go, I'm going to see him again. Now, there's a thousand people there. I go, I can promise you this always works out with me. I'm going to see him again. We wander over to the boat, and we're on the SSBO, and I get a hot dog because I got like a concession deal there. And... Uh, and we're eating a hot dog, and I turn around, sure as shit. There he is, right there, as far away as I am right now to, my, to, the, to, the, uh, to the camera. I'm like, damn it. Man, I didn't say anything. We just kept it, we just kept it above board. That was it. We already, we already said what we wanted to say. We did what we wanted to do. Ellis Island. All right. Now, um. I think the best part about it was realizing that it was the same uh, journey that my dad went through in the mid-1950s. By the way, that place officially closed in 1954. My dad arrived in January of 55. So though it officially closed, what happened? I don't know, but I know that in January of 1955, he arrived. How do I know? I uh, uh, looked while I was there at the um, uh, occupant list, the uh, manifest from the ship he was on. On that date, after I looked up his name, sure it is, or sure as sure as shit, there he was, uh, uh, Ruben Zaitunian uh, from Iran. It was great to see. And uh, then they have like, they go over what happened to people. Now they had been accepting people. This is the very end of people coming to Ellis Island. All of the years leading up, I mean, many many decades of time. Uh, why did they go to Ellis Island? Disease. They used to come actually to uh, to the tip of New York, but they didn't want you to actually step foot on the soil if you had a disease. So you're getting about 5,000 people a day by ship coming to Ellis Island, and then they give them a very quick exam looking for some key diseases, uh, key signs that you have various infectious diseases, and they did their best. 
uh, back then to make sure that you were uh, you were okay. But there's like holding rooms and and uh, and there there's like mental competency tests that they did to determine like uh, what uh, where what line of work you could uh, be best suited for because <clears throat> you get some people come in there and they're like really really smart. They're gonna immediately get you work while you're there with like an engineering company. Um, but there's like uh, basic uh, uh, mental acumen test to see just how how well you are in the old noggin there and uh, not to mention the physical test very few people only like two percent of people if five thousand people came across on a boat two thousand people were sent back if women came to the country alone more often than not they're going to be sent back because too often women even back then trafficking they would be employed as prostitutes in the city you don't want that. You don't like a lady coming into the country and say, hey, here you go. Enjoy your life as a hooker. Get the fuck out of here. So um, for a lot of women, that was uh, that was that was how it went. Uh, they also talked about when they uh, back to the Statue of Liberty, how the Statue of Liberty, when they um, like made it uh, when they when they opened it up, you know, there were a lot of though it was the Statue of Liberty. And, uh, you know, I, bring me your tired, your poor. There was uh, like black people weren't allowed to attend the uh, the the big gala. If you this is a long time ago, this is like eighteen whatever. Uh, women, you couldn't co- go either. Uh, Jews, you can't go either. White rich men can go. That's it. Stat. It's kind of a weird contradiction, wouldn't you say? Uh, they thought crazy back then. Just in, well, in some cases, that's still the uh, the way it is. But I, I don't want to go down that road with you. All right, there's a lot more I want to talk about because I'm just scratching the surface. Uh, let me just say the uh, the uh, finishing up on the Ellis Island thing. I found myself. I I'm just not too versed on it, and I mean I there was some poignancy because my dad came there, but I I don't know. I I, I didn't get as out of the three things I saw: Ellis Island, Statue of Liberty, 9/11. Uh, Ellis Island was was on the, was last on that list. In fact, if I knew that I was going to be doing that, I would have just gone from Statue of Liberty back home, uh, back to the uh, campground, because it wasn't. I didn't get a lot out of it. I don't know. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, this completes this edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Fresh show in 24 hours or so. Well, now that doesn't make sense because if you're listening to this, it might be like a year later. Forget that I said that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Till next time, bye-bye.